Hello, welcome to another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. I'm Nate and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Josh. Hey, Dom, mate. I'm doing very well, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm going okay. Big couple of weeks. Um, I know you've had some big weeks as well. You've fully recovered now and feeling good? Yeah, feeling mostly good. Um, I, I usually don't get unwell anyway, so even though I barely was unwell, I didn't know I really had it. So, yeah, all is good. You've had a few big weeks yourself, though, on, on the yeah, work side of busy. things. Yeah, been busy. So, um, yeah, busy is good, and um, it can it can settle a little bit down now. Very good. Very <laughs> good. That's a win. <laughs> the win. Well, mate, we... Um, yeah, we, we've got a bit to talk about. We're, we're going to sort of, we're talking off air um, just before there. And, um, you know, the share market's had a bit of a, um, I think it's one of its worst starts to a year for a long time, actually, this year. You know, we've officially crossed into bear market territory, so down 20%, um, according to the definition. And um, we thought it was a good time, you know, being, you know, the reason we started this podcast was to learn and we thought it was a good time to, I guess, take a step back and do a bit of a review of what we've been doing um, investing wise and maybe, um, you know, from an education point of view, just talk about, you know, what we've been learning, um, how we're learning it, you know, what mistakes we've made and, and um, you know, you were talking about a couple of specific companies and as, as I was, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely a few things that, um, we've been learning and um, it's making it even more important. Uh, I think in this current market uh, climate that um, you really take the time to understand what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, what, you, no, you had some thoughts around that. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, I've had like a, a few, a few like, I guess, deeper thoughts with it with regards to this stuff over the last week. Um, the markets have been all over the place. Like as, if anybody follows the US markets, like especially the NASDAQ, it was a big, big night down, big night up. It was all over the place. Um, and, you know, getting sucked into that kind of feeling of like feeling crap when it goes down or feeling good when it goes up, it's just, it, it really started to get to me. And it's just like, wait a minute, why am I buying into this? Like, why am I, why am I feeling bad when I see you know, some shares or, or the markets go down because that's not, essentially, it's not what we do. We, we don't care, you know, it's not overnight uh, ups and downs. It's, we don't care about if it goes down in the next month. We just care about, um, you know, finding good companies and buying them on sale. So, you know, these times offer us, you know, opportunity when they're down and, you know, regardless of, how far down they are if they're under our price to buy then we know that as long as the story is the same we should be buying them so yeah i think um what it reminded me to do and, I, and what i do do is i keep like an investing journal and i think i think it's such an important thing because it ends up becoming like a bible to yourself of your experiences your thoughts your emotions what caused the emotions what was the outcome and mm -hmm. it's funny because a lot of the things that uh, a lot of the things that I write in there lead me to believe in myself that, you know, when I don't take, and I call this risk, but it's calculated risk as, as what we're doing is calculated risk. We're bought, you know, especially when we want to buy companies because we believe they're good companies and are on sale, but then you, you know, it's, it's all well and good to go. I'm going to buy this company when it's below this price. 
but then what happens if it keeps going down and down oh, and down yeah. you know do you you start to really second guess yourself and you you become a part of that um you come become a part of that fear cycle essentially mm. and you know when things are going down the the media and basically google tells you that things are going to keep going down and then as soon as those things going up you know they create that cycle on the up and it's just staying out of that and and realizing in yourself that you've done the work be confident in the work you've done take that calculated risk and if opportunity becomes available to pick up more of something you want as part of like your investing plan then do it don't be afraid to do it just because there's a lot of fear around and Warren Buffett always says it's like be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful and that's such a good thing to do it's just Mm. very hard to do sometimes when you put human emotion into the mix yeah obviously this is not financial advice and this is just our own um personal journey and um yeah i think like i don't necessarily write a journal but um certainly reflection on um you know that's that's why we do a deep dive as well so we're trying to minimize the risk on some of these um companies we're looking at and then i mean when they're going down i guess it is it's human nature to start feeling like um you know oh gee what have we done Mate, a good example of this actually is Charlie at the moment. Charlie Munger is, I think he had a, I think he was buying Barber at 300. Is that right? Was it 300? And then it, oh, I think it was closer to 200. 200. And then, yeah, yeah. it halved and he's, you know, he's continued to buy and got it, got it, got it all the way down to 70, high 70s. Uh, yeah. a week ago. And then it, you know, splurged up 40% one night, which was, um, interesting to see um yeah, but yeah thought, the, actually did you see the whole thing saying sorry to cut you off the whole thing saying thing saying market i think it is yeah 10 yeah, percent. Yeah. the whole market the whole, whole market yeah 10 percent. well yeah that was on the back of um china i guess throwing their weight behind some of these companies listed in the u.s as well um yep. and just basically giving them their support and that was the big big um price jump i wish i had bought some barber shares at 78 dollars that would have been mm. been a good Good, good timing. Um, yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, yeah uh, straight up though, like that's that, that's that thing. Like you can ask yourself, why didn't I? And and then you go, well, because I was a little bit scared that it was going to keep going down. And if you're honest mm-hmm. with yourself, you know, this is, you know, I, like I said, I journal, I journal this stuff. And um, if you're absolutely honest with yourself, and you have to be in order to be your best self in the future, like if you if you lie to yourself in this thing and go like, oh, I didn't because it's like, be honest with yourself. Why didn't you do it? And learn from these, you know, whether or not they're mistakes, whether or not you can come back to that and go, this happened to me in the past. This is happening again. You know, maybe I can learn from my prior experience to help myself moving forward. And that's like you said, now that with self-reflection, um, self-reflection is such a good tool, you know, like what happened you know, what was good, what was bad, how can I make it better moving forward? And mm. you can do that in any part of your life, but, you know, this is a massive part of our life, so why not do it here as well and make the most of it? Well, you mentioned, um, you know, having a share or a stock and, and it going down and you might be sitting down 20% and, you know, you, you know you've done, <laughs> done the work on it and, you know, believing in that, share and, and, and overcoming your emotion to potentially buy more. But I, I think it's important to ask yourself a question at, you know, whatever 
point. And some people have a bunch of rules. Once they're down 20%, they're out no matter what, or once they're mm-hmm. down, you know, 8%, they're out and they can jump back in if it, you know, looks like it's going to turn. But um, what you need to ask yourself is, has the story changed? I think on, on those occasions, because if, if, you know, how we're doing this, you know, legacy investing is, you know, we're trying to buy at a margin of safety, which is essentially 50% off the sticker price that we believe. So we, we do a valuation. We believe company X is worth $100. We're trying to buy it for 50. Mm-hmm. And um, so if it goes a fair bit below our, you know, margin of safety price, I think it's, I think it's fair that you and I ask that question, you know, has the story changed? Um, mm-hmm. And we've we've probably been doing that recently with a couple shares. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, like I think you you uh, brought up a really good point, you know, off air before this, and um, you know, we've been having a few chats about this recently, and it's like it's given us that insight to go, yeah, this is important to keep looking at our at our our portfolios, yeah. you know, yeah. because you own these companies. It, it makes sense to keep reviewing these companies and make sure their mm-hmm. stories has changed. And, and um, yeah, we've, we've definitely looked into some of our, our holdings or even our um, companies, you know, that are on our buy list. And it's like, let's look at the story again. And we, you know, it's, it's so easy to be biased towards what you own or what you love or what you like. And, you know, you have to be honest. Bias can hurt profits. You know, bias can make you lose a lot of money. So it's, it's, it's being honest with yourself, being honest with your research, talking, you know, this is why I appreciate having you so much is that we can talk about this stuff because we're both passionate about this. We talk with other people and you get those, you know, somebody might tell you why the company is the worst thing in the world. And if you can't defend it, it's just like, oh man, maybe the story has changed. So mm. um, really looking into your companies that you own or you're wanting to buy and going, has the story changed? And I think we found a few that the story maybe has changed in our portfolio. So it's like, oh, guess what? Like if the story changed, you sell because it's no longer a wonderful company. Yeah, there's a couple of, um, and I certainly have, I have no holdings in these or, or have been interested in them, but I was looking at um, a couple of companies that had big, big growth stories uh, a few years back and were seemingly good companies. And one, one is Blackmore's. I mean, this is a share that hit, I think it was about $160. Um, and it's, I just remembered it because I know it came right off. In fact, it might've even been a lot higher than that. I'll just check it out while I'm talking. But um, it came right back and it was a big growth story. It was selling into China and um, something happened and they really came off. And I wanted to go back and have a look at it because they've got a bit more history from that, I guess, that drop off. And um you know, I was looking at their numbers and it, it's interesting to see, you know, once that share price had really tailed off, it actually hasn't returned again. And I was like, again, I don't know much about this company, but I was just really looking at the numbers. And um, if you, you know, believing that a company is going to continually grow like that, um, possibly, you know, it can be a big mistake. And, um, you know, if you look at their earnings per share, it hasn't actually come back to nearly anywhere near where it was um, several years ago. So, um, that was an interesting, I was just trying to find examples of companies where stories may have changed. Um, yeah. Typically, we're once quite good value, good growth story, um, you know, and Black Blackmore certainly was one of those. And, you know, this is a company that back in 2018 had, you know, almost $4 or just over $4 of earnings per share. Um, and then it had a really big drop in, um, I think it was 2020, 
it hasn't really come back, mate. It's, it's sort of sitting around a dollar. So that's massive job, you know. And um, so it, that was an interesting company that I found where the story has changed. And obviously, um, I don't know much about that one. I'm not sure what happened and why. But, um, you know, the numbers were backing up that maybe that story had changed for them, the growth story anyway. Definitely. That's really good research to look back at that because especially... You know, they, they went into China, I'm pretty sure, like most of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the story really big. I think they were obviously selling, you know, it's the whole, um, you know, Blackmore's a vitamin company essentially. And, um, yeah, yeah, they you know, had some huge, huge growth. Um, and just have a look. Yeah, they got up, actually, they got up to $220 a share. Huge, wow. huge. They really skyrocketed from about 20, 2014 to 2015. And, yeah. um, and then had a big, big drop around 2017 and then kind of bounced again and they bounced around. They've really just been on the downward trajectory since 2015. So you would hate to have bought them sort of a, and then be holding on and holding on and thinking that story is going to turn around. And I think research does tell us that um, most turnaround stories don't happen. Um, you know, I really, you know, really stock that really bottoms out. Yeah. And, um, you know, we talk about events. We want an event because um, that really causes some disruption to the share price. It causes the big institutional investors to often get out because they're worried about their monthly performance. And that's a great time for us little retail guys to jump in. But that event has to be something that's only temporary. And it's really about um, us being, um, understanding the company and us really understanding that event. And possibly as a learning thing, mate, we need to, dig into some of these events on some of our companies that, um, you know, obviously any company we're buying hopefully is going through an event. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe we need to dig into the event and try and understand the events even better. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, you need to make sure that that event doesn't change its story, like you just said. Yeah. You know, if it, if it does, and or even if, like, you are unsure if it has, you know, like, talk to your brain's trust. Do some deeper diving, do some deeper research. And if you can not put your hand on your heart and go, I do not believe that this has affected the company's story, then essentially it's like, is it worth holding anymore? Even if you are down, it's like, you know, that's that uh, human emotion starting to affect your investing decisions again. Mm. And we know that emotion is not ideal for investing. Um, it's like having that set of rules that you have to follow for yourself. And there's no breaking them rules at all. We all know rules-based systems always work. Always, yeah, that's a big word. But um, yeah. in uh, in this instance, it's like, you know, I, I'm pretty on top of my my financial, I guess, system, how I live my life with my finances. And and I call it a system because I've created a rule, I've made it a rules-based system, which I follow. And investing and money should be the same because money is just, you know, it's just another commodity, really. So treat it like a rule, same as investing, treat it like a rule. And if something changes and now that rule is no longer in play, it's like, all right, well, my rule says this and there's a reason for it. That's why it's there. You've done it when you're in a rational state. Now you've got emotion flying around and you're in an irrational state. You know, that's why rules are there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we really just wanted to do a quick... Uh, brief rundown of how we're 
we're learning and what we're doing to continue to learn. Josh is journaling. I think I reflect a lot and go back and have a look at the the story and the event and the numbers. And, um, you know, and like I said, I gave that example of finding another example of another company that maybe didn't bounce back and, and looking at history as well. History tells us that turnaround stories don't often keep going. So, I mean, I don't know. I know quite a few people that have certain specific numbers and they, they might, um, you know, once they get to 20%, they're out no matter what. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know if that's really us because, you know, you know, if we've done the research and we've done our deep dive and we're pretty happy, um, sometimes these companies will keep going, um, especially if institutional investors are really dropping, dropping out. Um, yeah, mate, did you have anything else to say? Um, we were just having a chat, really. Yeah, no, I like this. I like this because I know we've talked a lot about um, companies in the past, like especially, the, you know, recently we've talked a lot about, you know, specific companies or the market um, you know we've done a few deep dives and I think it's really good to come back to you know the basics and the philosophy and um, I just wrote it down as we're talking right now just um, kick my brain into gear you know reread our philosophy because we, we did write our philosophy out and it's something that's a, a living document which we update and, you know mm-hmm. reread it through and and keep updating it with our experiences so it's something that we could print out on our wall where we do our investing in our space and and uh look at and go yep that's my rules that's uh that's how i'm investing and and this you know this helps guide you and not send you off track it helps you not sit there looking at the markets overnight going ah what's happening so yeah mate any any thoughts on uh just on the markets any any quick thoughts on what's going on it's a pretty um there's a there really feels like there's a lot going on at the moment. You got geopolitical tensions, Ukraine war, and Europe are feeling a bit sketchy, you know, because they rely on heavily a fair bit on energy. And mm. you've got America. We we're talking about this um, just earlier. You know, they they really don't have many levers to pull at the moment. So powers come out and said they're going to aggressively raise interest rates, which the market already kind of knew. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's a very intriguing time in in history yeah i you know i always say ray dalio is very very smart because he's 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 done a lot more than most would have done on all of this stuff and i like to see what he's saying and um yeah he's he's come out and said you know like we're at a point where there's no more levers to pull so you know what happens when interest rates go up which they are and like you just pointed to, like interest rates are going up in the States. Um, you know, when there's no levers to pull, if, if, if things start happening, then what happens? So that's not me saying I think anything or anything is going to happen because, you know, uh, I think I can't remember said, like markets can stay irrational longer than you can keep cash. You know what I mean? Um, so <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Um, Australia, I was listening to Ben Kingsley talk about the, the recent um you know monthly update on the i can't remember what it's called the rba yeah yeah, Yeah. and um you know the rba aren't looking to raise interest rates anytime soon to be honest they want to see more data um even though there's a lot of data pointing to high inflation and high wages growth they want to wait for more data um but you know we're still expecting interest rates to go up because we do have that high inflation so yeah whether or not that does stuff I'm learning. We're all learning. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But 
it just comes back down to know, you know, have a brief understanding of what's happening in the macro economy, but also have your list of companies ready to go with buy prices, you know, buy up when it's time to buy up, <laughs> get cash ready. Yeah. Cool, mate. Well, given the um, current climate in the markets and the economy, we might um, punch out a few um, specific companies coming up and have a, have a little bit of a dive into some specific companies and really work on a bit of a watch list. Um, you know, I think it's a good time to have a, have a watch list uh, ready and a buy list and companies that we are, um, you know, that possibly tick the legacy investing tick box. And um, so we'll, we'll do a few of those in our, our upcoming podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, a bit of a shout out to number three on the, um, <laughs> on the Facebook group. Uh, we are on to Kogan Deep Dive and that'll be coming out shortly, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, good point bringing that up. Um, you know, we've got a, we do have our, uh, you know, Facebook group, Legacy Investing Podcast group, which we've neglected for quite some time. Um, <laughs> however, you know, thanks to thanks to some of our small following base on there, um, you know, shout out to Jake for uh, sending us a, a uh, post um, with regards to uh, when we're doing our deep dive on coding. Um, so there's a little kick in the butt for us and we appreciate that. So, and uh, just a shout out to everyone, you know, Go join that group um, and uh, get active, and let's let's create a, a community around this because you know we love this stuff. We love talking about this stuff, and you know anybody's ideas are good ideas, and and it's just really good to to build a community around something you love. So, um, legacy investing podcast group, go join it, and um, let's all let's all get chatting about this stuff. Let's see what's going to happen in the future. That's amazing. We might finish on that. That's a good, good finish. Um, yeah. Thanks to everyone for tuning into another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. And we will catch you all again next week. Catch you, mate. Have a good one. Thanks, mate. You too. See you later. Catch up. All information on the Legacy Investing Podcast is the opinions of the hosts and is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional, financial, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of the Legacy Investing Podcast and any contributors to the podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should consult a licensed financial professional.